A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. It is my absolute pleasure and delight to introduce Arif Galani, a very good friend of mine, also a director of World Game Changers. And we're going to do something a little bit different again today, listeners, because Arif is basically going to be in the chair. He's going to be the host. I have not got a clue what he's going to ask me. I don't know where he's going to come from. So when we talk about embracing uncertainty, listeners, well, this is very uncertain for me. Um, looking forward to it, Arif. Without further ado, a very, very warm welcome, sir. And it's over to you. Thank you very much. And hello and welcome. This, the theme of this really, I wanted to be shaping your destiny because that's the theme of uh, really the, the whole um, being to be able to control ourselves to be here is absolute an honor. I wanted to be here. This has been my destiny. So it's a pleasure to have Paul here on um, this podcast asking me to do this something different. That's what I love about coaching. You get thrown in the game and then you say play this. So I'm playing the interviewer today. It's an absolute honor. Paul, welcome to the show today. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so um, let's begin with something funny because this, if it's not fun, I wouldn't do it. Um, since we've been talking, I really have uh, had the pleasure of making your acquaintance. Uh, we've, have, we've had this uh, running uh, joke. How do you get knighted in England? Let's demystify this first. Please. <laughs> How does the, the one get the, the knighted by the Queen of England? I want to get this out of the way first. <laughs> right, okay, uh, listeners. So just for a bit of context on that, um, as is the culture um, of a reef, very, very, very respectful. And he addresses me as sir. So I actually said to him in the infancy of our, our exciting relationship, actually, Reef, that's not true because Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth has not touched her sword, even her sword, upon my shoulder. And so, <laughs> you know, I'm very flattered you see me in that light. However, it's, um, I wouldn't even say it's premature but it's, it's not correct. So ever since then, listeners, Arif and I have had this standing joke uh, and I've, I've kind of asked, stroke, begged him not to address me as sir, just plain <laughs> Paul. And um, such is his respect and, uh, you know, the culture of his, his native country. And I understand that uh, he hasn't budged from that. So that's a little bit of uh, context around it, listeners. In terms of how do we actually, or do, how does one Arif, take that further. I think somebody has to nominate that person and all that kind of thing. I mean, I've never really thought about it, to be honest with you. I, I don't know is the honest answer. It just, um, it just <laughs> sounded such a high honour. I have always had it in my mind. I really don't even know, but I know it's a high honour to be knighted by the Queen. So with that hope, with that dream in my mind right now, I just want to ask you some really solid questions around few things that you've just... Um, for the last uh, 
year I've had the pleasure of having uh, to talk to you once in a while, uh, helping me, coach me, guiding me in the direction that I wanted to really shape my destiny, my own life, the way that uh, I had in mind. And it has been absolutely a pleasure to have your mentorship because we all need mentors, people who perhaps see either uh, the potential or the hope in us even sometimes before we see in ourselves. Now, Paul, I, I, I just wanted to make sure that that's understood as a background, but also now talking about wealth, we have talked about wealth. I want you to tell me as I consider you my absolute mentor, I respect you a lot. You have your own life story and achievements and to putting time into me. What is individual wealthy living? I feel like material-wise, I may have not accumulated as much as my, let's say, colleagues, some of my colleagues or some of my friends or some of my family, but I feel like I've lived a fulfilled life. Mm. I am happy with me, Paul. What is, in your mind, individual wealth, wealthy living? In very simple terms, Arif, you've just summed it up. You've just summed it up perfectly. I am very happy with me. That makes you extremely wealthy. You may or may not have a million dollars, pounds, euros in the bank, whatever. That's one thing. And I think it's, it's true, isn't it, that so many people automatically, naturally assume that that word wealth has got one meaning, and that's financial. You know, is he or is she a wealthy person? Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, they must be a multimillionaire then. Is you know I've heard that so 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 many times. But as what I've come to understand in my life's journey, spanning um, you know several decades, Arif, is no one thing ever stands alone. And I think the perfect example of that is this brilliant question you've asked around wealth, because for me, wealth uh, there's a definition out there that it's a very holistic one. Yes, it can bring in that financial element, but it also brings in that social status, that respect of others, that self-respect, that happiness, you know, that warmth, that love, love. I mean, love for me is the true measure of wealth, not what you've got in the bank. So a bit of a kind of um, a roundabout the house's answer there. Um, and isn't it true, Arif, that, you know, when we ask questions or when society or the world asks, they're always looking for that silver bullet, that one thing. What is the answer? Well, from my experience, there's never the answer, but there's this holistic thing. And I think wealth is, is a prime example of that. Good health. If you've got good health, I think you're a multi, multi, multi trillionaire. So, Paul, with that, let me ask you a little bit of a different question. Our friendship became because of an introduction. Yes. An introduction from a mutual friend. Yes. Now, how important is today networking? Networking with the right-minded people, which going back to my first question, the, the mentorship, let's say, aspect of life. 
how important is it to have somebody to discuss ideas with Paul? Like I have found you and it feels like uh, I have found kind of my prophet. Sometimes slap me around, sometimes direct <laughs> me, sometimes joke with me. But this relationship to me is important. How important is it to have people like that in our lives? Well, the best way I can answer that, Arif, is how long does one want to spend learning lessons? Because if you've got a mentor, he or she can guide you very, very quickly. Um, I didn't have a mentor in my earlier years. Uh, in fact, for decades, I learned the hard way. My ego took over. I will sort this. This is about me. I know best. OK, good luck on that one, Paul. It took me decades of wasted energy. I experienced a lot um, and it plugged a lot of gaps. Knowing what I know now, looking back with hindsight and to answer your question, Reeve, I would always, irrespective of what particular you know, discipline one's involved in, whether it's sport, education, life in general, it doesn't matter. The principle's the same. Get yourself a good mentor because, boy, that is probably the, the most powerful investment you will ever make because it just saves so much time and, um, you know, fear-driven existence in my case. Your driven existence. Paul, let's go back a little bit. I'm really curious to know about your own life journey. Tell us where were you born? Um, how did you grow up? What was the environment where the environment of like, let's say London, England, we all know about it, but where you grew up particularly? Yeah. Well, I grew up in the 60s in, a, in an inner city area of Nottingham, a very poor area. Um, and um, my mother left my biological father. Well, they got divorced when I was three years of age. We went to live with my matriarchal grandmother and life was blissful, absolutely blissful. We were extremely poor, as I've said, uh, but very, very happy. Um, I had a football and I had a beautiful, faithful canine called Rocky and I had two amazing matriarchs to love me that you know life could not have been any better however mm. that changed when I was eight my mother remarried and what ensued then Arif was six years of torture misery darkness violence degradation it, it was horrific beyond description not just to me but also to my mother um mm. And, you know, this is maybe a good point uh, or time to bring in the point about the power of beliefs. Um, I created a belief system, a distraction, if you will, that one day I would wear with pride the red shirt of Nottingham Forest Football Club. And I became absolutely besotted to this football team. They became my belief system. They became my reason for living and everything. And when they lost two football games in 1974, I felt betrayed. I felt humiliated. How can they do this to me? I love them with all my heart. And they've dared to lose two games back to back. And that resulted in a suicide attempt at 13 and a half. By then, I got an alcohol addiction as well. Because alcohol, mm. my mother was a secret drinker, I found was a and I use this term loosely, a useful way to numb the physical pain. But physical pain, you kind of get used to it after a while, and the alcohol didn't have any effect. But what I did do is this all-or-nothing mindset of survival, Arif, um, 
I carried on drinking. I needed that fix. I was addicted to that. You know, I was in that way of being um, and that carried on for decades. Um, and that, you know, that, through that was I would discipline myself to long periods of abstinence, but I couldn't sustain it. So my life was one from an early age, one polarized. I called it my black and white years um, because the early story was very much around football um, and the teams that they lost to in 1974, ironically, both playing black and white, Newcastle United and Fulham. Um, and your background is black and white. What a great story, Paul. This is, this is even new insight for me as I have uh, really talked to you, get to know you. But um, uh, football, uh, like they call it in North America here, soccer, is actually is so it's so powerful like religion almost to some people yeah and this is throughout the world it's not just in england particular but i want to i want to emphasize that but uh, when was the turnaround point paul when did you realize that paul is more than just this guy who's surviving on the streets and or even committing suicide because of this cause of a football club and committed yourself in creating a foundation, World, World Game Changers organization. Tell us mm. about that. Like now I'm going from the root to the fruit. I'm talking about right now, right here, not 1960s and 70s. That was an incredible story. Tell us about World Game Changers organization. Just for sake of time, I want to get as much possible as, as I can. Go ahead, please. What's the World Game Changers organization? How did it come about? Well, if you, if you imagine an iceberg and what you see above the tip of the sea is, well, what you see above the sea is the tip of the iceberg. You don't see everything that's underneath the sea. And that's really what World Game Changes is. It's two years old. It's the, it's the ice. It's the tip of the iceberg above the sea level. Below there is many, many, many years of experience. There's relationships. You spoke earlier on, Arif, about networking. Um, to answer that question, networking is absolutely crucial. And you can look at that in a business sense, getting to know other people and procuring business. Or you can look at it in, in life itself, talking to people, investing in people, believing in people. You know, there doesn't have to be a business connotation. We are social animals. We're human beings. We want to be loved. We want to connect. We want to talk, share a cup of tea. But so to bring this back to the iceberg that I called Will Game Changers, my life from that fateful day at 13 and a half in 1974 has been one of very, very polarized learning. Uh, and I mean polarized in the sense of my life was either very, very dark and I was drinking and self-destroying through self-hate. So when I got myself into a place where I life was going good, I couldn't sustain it. I had to sabotage it because I wasn't worthy of that. I'd been told from a, an early age, what a waste of space. Nobody had ever loved me. You're pathetic, boy and all this stuff. I believed it. I grew up with that. So what? But then I'd flip out of that by sheer discipline. But actually, I'm flattering myself there, Arif. It wasn't through discipline. I know that the path I was on, because when I had that eureka moment in March 74, 
and something very, very, very profound. I add what the modern day terminology is, an awareness of fight and flight. I didn't know it was fight and flight. I was a kid uh, and my head was upside down, my emotions. I was on the streets. I was raw. I was surviving. But I, something kicked in and something changed in my life. And I coined the phrase uh, as a child, I'm here to fight for the underdog. And mm. that became my raison d'etre. I'm here to fight for the underdog. What a great spirit, Paul. What a great spirit. Again, uh, it's amazing how you attract yourself, what you really are. Like uh, all of us, I believe, and I'm, I've had the pleasure of meeting some other directors and uh, people in the world, game changers. But underneath, we all the fighters for the underdog, the rebels. Mm. The people who um, dig uh, deeper than just the surface on all issues. This is yeah. really important. Now, Paul, you have just um, read uh, my book also, The Ministry of Miracles and this miraculous relationship that came about about a year ago. Out of every difficulty, I believe there's a blessing and an opportunity. I go back through COVID-19 to write this book and, you know, to spend some time with my uh, parents who were getting, uh, you know, older and had the pleasure to come across Paul. See, everything is, in, if I didn't take that trip, if I didn't go to Middle East, this might not have happened. Mm. I doubt it. Because our, our environment impacts our actions and everything else that we do. So I was just blessed to come across this. Now, Paul, younger entrepreneur, somebody who's just going to school, who's just graduating from school, who is maybe between 20 to 30, what's the best advice you can give them on really finding a path that they can stick to the rest of their lives? I'd, I'd strip out the word entrepreneur, Arif, and, and, and I'd strip out, you know, the labels of age and gender and yeah, anything, yeah. because I think the advice is universal. It's evergreen. Universal. Be true to yourself. Find your passion. Find your purpose. You know, people say, well, that's easy, Paul. Find your purpose. Three words. But how do I find my purpose? You usually find it very, very close to something that lights your heart up. So, you know, if you like playing sports and, you know, get involved in sports, your heart is your best indicator of where your future lies. Your heart will not lie to you. Your head will trick you. Your heart will not. And there's a big wow. difference between the two. Amazing. Amazing, Paul. This is a really good uh, nugget. Now, how important is reading in anybody's life? I read a book about Canada, then it went to my head, and I said, one day I'm going to live in Canada, and exactly 13 years later, I was living in Canada. How important is really reading in your world? You have, you're an author, you have written a couple of books, your website is, also let us know, again, that we need to know Paul better. Mm. Let it go. Tell us where, you, where we find all of these resources. Um, well, as listeners will know, because they're in the uh, in the show notes, um, as your contact details will be, obviously, Arif, not just from this podcast, but for others we've done as well. Um, so my my main work, my mentoring work is at paul-low.com. Um, and then obviously my more community work is on the worldgamechangers.org. 
so there's those two mediums and i'm out you know i'm not i wouldn't call myself prolific on social media i'm more of a, a very kind of private one-to-one -one person and digging deep behind closed doors so to speak rather than putting stuff out there in the public domain um or, or intimate stuff um yeah but to answer your question about reading i mean certainly through i don't think there again arif there's one right or wrong answer you know there is a lot of powerful knowledge in books in tapes uh videos audios whatever they are um and we've all got our own learning modality you know i think they call it the vak the visual the audio the kinesthetic we've all got different ways of learning some of us are academic some of us are not um there isn't a one size fits all it's a bit like you know finding your purpose and flirting with new try dare to try new things pick up a book you know uh, and have a read of it and if it's not kind of your particular genre then do you know what if you don't like it why don't you write one of your own but we feared we, we've got this trap this fear thing oh i'll never be good enough i can't be an author i can't make a film I can't make a record. I want to share with you, Arif, on here now. I'm actually on my bucket list. I want to cut a record. I want to write a record, uh, a song, and I want to record it. Now, wouldn't that be something for World Game Changers if we could co-create on that one? There are so many uh, opportunities created because of a mastermind group that you have created there in uh, World Game Changers organization few people who have this idea about making a positive impact on a global level. This is really, really uh, an honorable cause. Now, there's an event coming up, Paul, in October. Can you tell us anything about the event in October? Yes. Um, I mean, it's basically to get people together to speak inspirationally around, you know, and offer different concepts around the way forward you know how we can help humanity to love life more that's really what it's all about you know in ter terms of purpose statements so hold me hold me to that question arif around purpose statements before i kind of go off at a tangent because i want to keep an, on focused on your question so this event in uh, the the wgc impact summit you know on the banks of the river thames on a very prestigious ship, HQS Wellington. And what that will entail is people coming from far and wide and offering inspirational insights based on their experience, you know, and that's gonna be around five key areas, health, relationships, wealth, soulful leaders, and unsung heroes. So, yeah, and we'll be recognizing people around the world under categories such as the light women of the world. These amazing, amazing divine feminine energies are women folk. You know, I've already alluded to, Arif, how beyond influential those two matriarchs, my mother and my grandmother, were in my life. And the four amazing partners I've subsequent long term partners I've had in my life since truly truly remarkable remarkable divine feminine people really really um so there'll be an award for our women folk the light of women award there'll be an award for our young people the heart of youth award 
you know, there'll be a, an award for fauna and flora, amazing people that, you know, look after Mother Earth, our animals, our plant life. And then last but not least, the fourth award is going to be for the Soulful Leaders and Unity. We're calling it the Soulful Leaders Unity Award. People, unsung heroes that are out there every day, normal, inverted commas, folk doing massively great things. So humble, so unassuming. But they're doing great things and they ask nothing in return. Wow, wow. You have just laid out a great... Uh excitement inside of me but i'm containing myself paul just to be <laughs> myself we just uh with this um um pandemic come and gone the world needs a game changers message and game changers organization message like right now the world is sucked in energy and in in um, worry and in things that uh, consume a lot of their time paul how do you stay focused how does one stay focused on the goal? I have like distractions, too many of them. Here I got two right here. Hmm. I think, I mean, the quote that's on the, the World Game Changers website is a kind of foundation for answering that question, Arif, and it's from Margaret Mead, the, uh, the philanthropist Margaret Mead. And I quote, never doubt and I'm going to quote that. I never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed individuals can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And I think once we've got that in our mindset. So that's a key word mindset, you know, because we have choices. We can either let life happen through us where we let it pass. We take the learning from the experience and let it pass or life happens to us. And that's a recipe for being a victim. And I spent many, many, many years in the latter, many years. So it's just about kind of knowing that thoughtful, committed individuals can change the world. But that change starts with us inside first. One becomes two, becomes four. You know, when you look at the reproduction system, um, say of a child, for example, how that, that, you know, that cell, when it's fertilized, it's just one cell then it becomes two, then it becomes four, and it breaks up, 16, 32, 6, 428, 256, 512, et cetera. It's, you know, and then we, we create, or a co-creation emerges called a beautiful child. And it's the same thing, but that one self starts with us first, Arif, and that decision. I've had enough of this bad life, as I see it. I don't want this anymore. Enough is enough. You know, with my alcohol addiction that lasted decades, I made the decision, enough is enough. I will never touch drink again. And that was 12 years ago. Since then, Paul, a lot of great things have happened in your life. And it's been quite a journey, as I understand. But now being self-sufficient, independent, having uh, your own, uh, being in your own group. Why include somebody like me? What is it that you want to reach out? Somebody like Arif Gilani, just a lost soul in a different environment, in a different world. Why do you give me a chance to be on your show? Why do you give me a chance to be a part of your organization? What is your standard for somebody joining the World Game Changers organization? I'm going to, okay. 
Uh, no standard. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the word, like how do people join or why give somebody like me a chance? Okay, I'm going to go back and no apologies for repeating this to Margaret Mead. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed individuals can change the world. Individuals, plural. It didn't say individual, as in Paul on his own. It says individuals, committed, thoughtful. These are qualities, and there are many, many more, Arif, that I've come to know about you. And so that natural progression has just seamlessly taken place. And I believe that we get to a part or stage or phase of our life where we just and we naturally attract the people we're meant to attract in whatever capacity that is, you know, whether that's a life partner, a soulmate, a twin flame, a business associate. It doesn't. It, the labels are irrelevant. It's about that love, that energy, that connection that's there. And we emit that as an individual. We emit that and we attract what we're meant to attract. No more different from when I was in victim mode for all those years. I kept attracting people that were also in victim mode. Now you bring in a uh, really uh, interesting point of, I don't know how much time we have, Paul, but I'm enjoying this conversation so much. I wish we had a TV show 24 hours, 24-7, <laughs> Paul DeLos, so we can, but we can work on those plans. I totally believe that the World Game Changers organization will have a big impact on the world in a positive way within my lifetime, and here is the founder. So I'm talking to somebody that has really started some spark across the globe not only in me in many many individuals so we're looking forward to that october event my book was just getting ready it's coming out to in june as per it happens paul you have taken this big responsibility to really help me with the book i know you're busy besides world game changes organization and then you take on my book and all of the, the, thing that, the things that I am doing and under your wing, and it's a big responsibility. How do you manage your time, Paul? I just trust the process. I mean, I don't sit down and say, right, each day, right, I'll, I'll allocate one hour to a reef and then I'll allocate one hour to that person. I just literally, I'm in the moment day by day. And, and I just trust the process. So I don't work off the old fashioned sort of mechanical management Gannett, uh, Gantt chart or anything like that. I follow my own intuition uh, and I just know that I'll deliver because that's what, you know, this dance, it, you know, if we can use our relationship as a prime example and multifold that by many, uh, and that's not just, you know, the people in WGC, I've got my family, obviously my loved ones um, and, uh, you know, and everybody wants a piece and I want a piece of them. We, we dance together. So, just trust your intuition, trust your heart. It always goes back to that, Arif. You know, life becomes very, 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 very complicated. But for me, what I've learned is it's actually not complicated. It's very, very, very simple. Just trust your heart. And so if I don't look at Arif's stuff for a couple of days, great. But the day after that or the day after that or the sooner or later, I will do it and I'll trust that process. And if we've got a deadline to meet, that deadline will be met. 
Wow. Uh, so much uh, nuggets really to managing oneself. I've been on this journey, Paul, for the last 25 years of really going around and interviewing and meeting some incredible people from health uh, practitioners and professionals from around the world to authors, uh, to business people, to you know CEOs of companies. So I have had this opportunity to really talk to a lot of high level thinkers which is a blessing in my life because for me, a farm boy from a small village in Northwest of Iran to come and to live in Canada and to do this interview with you is absolutely a dream come true. So I appreciate your time you put in today and I'm looking forward together. It, everything is a mindset, like you said. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and taking it beyond that, Arif, as well, if I might make so bold that maybe there comes a time in our lives where we have that faith to know that we're called. We're called in a certain direction to be with certain people. And oftentimes, isn't it true? It might not make sense in our heads. Well, I don't get this. This does not make sense. That's where faith comes in. To just go with it. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. And there's that conflict between the heart and the head. Many, many times, follow the heart. There's only ever going to be one winner in that one. Because it's, I mean, when you look at heart math, um, in the, uh, I think they're based in the States or originated from the United States of America. They did some scientific studies and it's been proven that the heart is actually 5,000 times more intelligent than the brain. Now, that's some statement because the brain, as we know, um yeah it's not a bad little computer the brain <laughs> yep <laughs> the power of memory. my brain research but also i have a big heart look at the universe right here yep absolutely this yep. guy's got a big heart right here that's shaq o'neill again a brain big heart i find like if you live live, live life just leave yourself open to experience paul this is what yep. i call it you notice things that otherwise you didn't notice because you were too busy in the jam of life, if you will. But mm. if you just wake up aware, I didn't, I didn't buy this to show. I didn't know you were going to talk about a brain and a big heart. And you know what I mean? Mm. But it all is, the universe is in total order. Yep. This took me a long time to understand because I'm, I'm, I'm an excited person. I want to do things in a rush. Yeah. I really want to get things done yesterday, which is not possible always, Paul. How do you manage people with different personalities right now? You have been, you know, in discussion, you've been interviewing a lot of people. How do you manage different personalities, Paul? This that, may be out of the context, but I just want to know your point on view because I'm in this journey. You're my mentor. I want to choose some key people in my business. How do you chose, choose them? What's your um well how do you choose i mean i suppose it all depends you know you look at your strategy what is it you're looking to attract what kind you know will those you know will those people are they team players will they fit into your strategy or they you know are they so kind of focused on their own journey you know and even if they are that's fine you know can they serve for a while are they going in the same direction 
And one of the, I mean, there's many, many, many answers to this. There's, you know, there again, Arif, there's not a one size, nice, neat and tidy answer to this. But the best piece of advice I could give on this was something I learned from Dr. John Martini a long time ago. And I'm paraphrasing now, but Dr. Martini suggested that whether it was personal or professional, not to get involved with people unless you shared the same vision and the same values mm. or not the same but your values were aligned and when you think about it that is so obvious but Absolutely. the simple things in life are obvious but we just in our in our human sort of uh vulnerability frailty and i'm going to say at times arrogance oh that's too simple you know if it's that easy that can't be right yes it can that's only our ego conditioning, sort of fighting and wanting to keep us stuck. So for me, D. Martini's assertion that, you know, find somebody that's sharing the same vision. The part of the attraction that we have, Arif, apart from obviously the, you know, the personal thing, and we get along because we can pull each other's leg about football and England are going to beat Canada in the World Cup and all that kind of thing, um, or vice versa, maybe. Um, but we're sharing the same vision. What we're committed to in our worlds, in our values, we want to leave this world a better place. That is powerful. You know, the fact that then you support Canada and I may follow England, that, that's, that's fine. That's great. Because that brings in, you know, when we talk about great mentors, one of them, just one of many that I've been influenced by is Tony Robbins. And I particularly love his six human needs model, where he talks about the need for certainty. We must have certainty in our world. If we have too much certainty, it leads to boredom. So we need a counter on that called uncertainty or variety. If we have too much of that and we're uncertain, we have overwhelm. We can't cope with it. So there's balances to be had. And it's, it's different for all of us. The third human need for significance, knowing that I matter, me, myself and I, you have too much of that and you kind of become detached from mainstream society because it's all about you, 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 you. So there's a balance to be had on the other side of that one called love and connection. Now, most people, Arif, I think it's fair to say, and I shouldn't make a statement as a mentor like most people, that's, that's a smack on the wrist for Paul for making a statement like most people, generalizing, supposing, offering supposition. But there's that, there's that fact that most people settle for connection because they find love too painful. I challenge that. Love is the great, in my humble opinion, is the greatest, most powerful energy that makes this world go round. Absolutely. Wow. What a great and profound statement. Love mm. is what makes this world go around. Absolutely, Paul. It's such a uh, pleasure to hear some refreshing words like this, Paul. People need to hear this. I go around like, I mean, the world has changed with my headset and i'm listening to something positive i'm listening to a podcast by paul i'm listening i'm uploading how detrimental is really being exposed to mainstream media paul i struggle with this we're all addicts to the bad news how 
do you separate yourself as an individual? Like, I want, I don't want to go get involved in all of the wars and the things that are happening, even though they happen to me, I have to stay focused. How do you stay focused, Paul? Uh, well, you know, as, as I do, uh, I'm going to offer a foundation on that. Um, you know, as you say, the distractions, you can get torn over that shiny pennies, you can get distracted over that, whatever it is. Um, Anne Lamott, American, she, she, she coined a great phrase, Arif. Lighthouses don't go chasing over oceans and seas looking for boats and ships to save. They just stand there and shine. That's a great metaphor for humanity. Let's not go in our lives racing all over the place looking for people to save. Let's just work on ourselves, be as bright as we can, be as love fueled as we can, shine as brightly as we can. That will have a knock on effect. And then we will attract other people as Arif and Paul have attracted each other's and many others. So one becomes two, becomes four. You know, Darren Hardy wrote about the compounding effect. It's simple. The laws of nature are very, very, very simple. Man in his infinite arrogance has come, come along and thinks he knows best. And then every now and again, Mother Nature will give us a little slap on the back of the legs to say, by the way, I'm giving you a little bit of tough love here just to remind you, you're not the boss. I am. Wow. The laws of the universe. I mean, uh, I studied nature coming from a farming background. And, you know, Paul, this this last year I went back there. I witnessed the whole season in a setup that I grew up in, which was 30 years ago. The change of season is very visual there. And we are in the same way. There's laws of nature that apply to our mind, that apply to our businesses, that apply to our communications. And uh, that is really the purpose I wrote uh, the book, just to learn these, these skills to Paul, to be able to connect with people like Paul, because I need his bird eye view of the world. I may... You know, we all are the same height, but it's our vision that makes us see the world the way we want to see it. Paul, is that how do you see the world? Like, I'm yeah. stuck. I'm in a small village. I'm in a little city. I just see the issues that are connected to me and in my life. And I need to worry about my rent, and my car, all of this. How do I take a break from that? I say I was put here for a purpose. I was put here. There's a lot of um, messages, I'll say, and I'm going into the more spiritual realm now. Uh, I'm going to speak about source. Now, for some people, that might be God, might be Allah. Um, it might be the universe. Uh, you know, there's various it, terminologies. I use the term source because when you think about it, Arif, irrespective of what any individual's um, belief system might be that higher power you know i use i'm going to use a simple example now which may put this into some context so you know we've got a mobile phone and i could be talking to you arif on my mobile phone and da, 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 da. then all of a sudden it dies and it arif where are you arif and i look at my phone oh the battery's gone flat so this amazing piece of gadgetry that can do all these weird and wonderful things no longer exist. 
we have to plug it into an external power to recharge and communicate and connect. For me, that's a great metaphor for us as human beings. We're like mobile phones. Wow, wow, that was a great way to remember that there's a source. I am again, I move across a lot of cultural differences, coming across communities that are really, uh, like Brian Tracy said, they're so hard headed, even if you tried with a curl bar, you couldn't open their mind, you know, <laughs> paraphrasing Brian Tracy, but that's what, how I saw it. Um, it's such a, a blessing to be able to communicate in this manner on this podcast with Paul D. Lowe. Paul is out of uh, London, England, the founder of the World Game Changers Organization. And we are discussing some really deeper topics right now. Paul, uh, I'm really looking forward to the future. I believe with 100% of my heart, all of the vision that you have for world game changers. And I want to promise you that I'm going to do my best. I thought uh, I told you previously, just like yourself, I have a little rebel in me that wants to correct what's wrong, but Mm. we can not do it individually, but together, I hope that we can do that. And thank you so much, Paul, for giving us your time today. My absolute pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. So at that point, it's probably appropriate for me to come in now and say to you, Arif, uh, having been an excellent host and asking some really searching and deep and powerful questions. And, you know, there's one or two times that I had to stop and think they weren't just kind of off the cuff (laughs) answers. So I like that. So I appreciate that. But how do people reach out and find out about you and your details, Arif? Oh, boy. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for giving the chance. But uh, our website is just being done at www.arifgilani.com. We also have the business website, Paul, which I am uh, also going to introduce because this is a very unique educational topic. www.camelheal.com. Just read out about the benefits of camel. That's another topic. Hope that I can discuss with Paul. We have so many things to talk about. There's so much experience to be shared here with Paul, and I am just honored. I'm, I'm, uh, I live my life like every day is a miracle, and today's miracle was brought to you by Paul Delo at the World Game Changers Organization. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. And so there we have it, listeners. There we have it. And I'm going to sign off now and bring things to a close the way I always do by saying... Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?